So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be about um, the book summary that we started, I guess, not yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, I think it was yesterday, you know? Today is Tuesday and I started it on Monday and this is also what we're going to go through today. And the book is called Being Indistractable, which apparently isn't actually an English word, I've, as I've seen by writing the description and writing the tags and whatnot. But it is a pretty interesting book and I've also figured out the other book that this exact same author has written as well that I've also just been viewing quite often, you know. But I haven't actually gone through it on a podcast. But as always, there's going to be more after the intro. Way more. Like, really a lot. Like, really, really a lot. And as you might can hear, I do sound a little bit different and I, I do not know if I'm just going to be able to be as loud as I possibly am. Because I don't think so, like, because normally I'm just really, really loud. Don't know if this is going to be capable or I'm going to be capable to do this today. But, um, like, yeah, you know, I've, I'm a little bit, I've catched a little bit of a cold, you know, but I'm really fortunate. I'm really, really fortunate that it is actually the beginning of the week. Because um, next week I'm going to be in Amsterdam with my school class. And it is really not nice to be ill there, you know, therefore I'm just really glad that it... It is happening right now, you know, and I'm gonna just watch my health, I'm gonna watch everything, I'm gonna be able to to do that, you know, I know that. But yeah, um, by the way, this is, if you're watching this, you know, if you're just on a YouTube channel, there's also a podcast version of this exact same episode, which means that it is just a way more efficient way for you to consume it, which means that you can just listen to it, you know, because you can just do something simultaneously while you're listening to it, and this just makes it way more efficient and, and way more... Uh, I, maybe even effective, you know, maybe even effective you're just a person that is learning by listening to things, you know, because we all learn different, you know, we all learn through different ways. But yeah, um, as I've already said, we're going ahead with the book summary that we started. And fortunately, I already went through the whole thing um, while I was at the train and whatnot. So that, um, so that I actually know what I'm talking about, you know, because I gotta have to say that this is actually a pretty, 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 um, pretty difficult one to go through. You know, it really is a difficult one. And even though I went through it just multiple times, I didn't really understand everything there is. But I, but I think I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and read. Part two, make time for traction. To make traction, we need to ex examine how we spend our time. And to do that, we need to begin with our values. Our values, writes Russ Harris, are how we want to be, what we want to stand for, and how we want to relate to the world around us. One, one effective way to make time for traction is through time boxing, which involves setting an implementation intention. And uh, the further reading would that be, so for more on implementation intentions, read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. You know, Atomic Habits by James Clear. James Clear, one of the best authors that I've, you know, best author, authors of articles, because his articles are just really amazing, really amazing, you know, like, I guess him, so James Clear and, and also Seth Gordon, I think they both are just one of the best authors of articles and also books and whatnot, of just written things that I've ever been reading, you know, it is just insane, it is really insane how good they are, it, it is really, really amazing. It really honestly is, but it is a little bit sad that they are not 
that they are not kind of explaining the implementation intention because I don't know it, you know, and therefore I wasn't really able to give it to you, which is pretty unfortunate. But there's going to be something coming up, you know, there's going to be something coming up that is truly important. So stay tuned. El, which is actually the author of the book, actually, and who is also the author of Hooked. If you do not know Hooked, Hooked is, Hooked is basically just a really, really interesting book. You know, it is an interesting book about an interesting topic. And it is about what things catch on and what things are getting us hooked and what things are not getting us hooked. And it is something really interesting because as I'm just thinking about it or as I was just thinking about it, as I've actually realized that, you know, because in the first beginning, but even I think in the, actually in the first episode, I was also like, well, I do somehow know this author, but but I didn't really know where I know him from. And now I know it, you know, because he's the author of Hooked as well. And uh, Hooked, first of all, has a pretty great cover. You know, it's pretty decent compared to, to a lot of other books, I have to say. But um, it is just a really interesting topic, you know, because I also think that there has to be something. You know, there has to be some, I don't want to say formula, but there just have to be reasons why some things catch on and some things are getting us hooked. And some things are not getting us hooked. You know, I, I do believe that there has to be something, you know, something, you know. But yeah, part three. Oh no, not even part three, but EL recommends revising your schedule regularly by committing to it once it's set. Once you schedule time for yourself, synchronize or synchronize your calendar with stakeholders to ensure they don't distract you with superfluous tasks. And as I've actually looked up the word superfluous, it actually means something like uh, unnecessary, quite, but not quite, you know, it is of course not the exact same, you know, because there wouldn't then be a need for this word to exist actually, but it somehow means just something really unnecessary, you know, an unnecessary task, a task that you just do not need, you know, that is just more like distraction, you know, rather than traction. And I gotta have to say that if I'm understanding this correctly, it is about just you are scheduling time for yourself, you know, which means that you should not really been having some other tasks at this certain time frame. And it totally makes sense. Like if you're just choosing to do something on your own, if you do something for yourself, which means like, I don't know, chilling or just, just, just doing something that is good for yourself, you know, which does not have anything to do with work and or with other things that you just gotta have to do. And yeah, then it just really, really makes sense that you are just consciously consciously choosing the time, you know, so that you know, okay, this is going to be time for some rest, you know, on Tuesday, on just, I don't know, on five o'clock, I'm going to rest for two hours, you know, because you know, and you're probably going to know yourself, but especially, you know, after you've just committed to, to a certain schedule for quite some time, you know, then you're probably going to know, okay, I do just have to change up certain things, you know, I do just got to have a break here and there. I'm gonna have just actually way more to work on here and there because this is actually my most productive times. And so therefore, um, I totally believe that you should really commit to your schedule from the first day on. You know, you should really not be like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna do it like this and gonna do it like that because it is not just the reason why you're then having a schedule. A schedule is for actually committing to it. But if you actually notice something, if you notice that something is really not doing you good, rather it be just, or whether it be, that it's just way too more work, or it's just way too less work, or just way too few work, then of course, changing it up is very important, you know, and why would you even be doing this, you know, why wouldn't you? Doesn't make any sense, you know, if you truly see it yourself. Part three, hack back external triggers. 
Contrary to belief, external triggers aren't always harmful. Of each external trigger, ask, is this trigger serving me or am I serving it? Does it lead to traction or distraction? And if it is, if it is the former, it serves you. So is it, if it is leading to traction, you know, then it is definitely also serving you. But if it is leading to distraction, you're more like serving it. Time spent communicating should not come at the sacrifice of time spent concentration. Of time spent concentrating. Yeah, writes EL. Group chat is great for replacing in-person meetings, but terrible if it comes an, if it becomes an all-day affair. It definitely is the case. So to minimize mobile distractions, EL advises. Uninstall the apps you no longer need. Shifting where and when you use potentially distracting apps to your desktop instead of your phone. Moving any apps that may trigger mindless checking from your phone's home screen and changing the notification settings for each app. When reading online, save interesting content for later using an app like Pocket or use multi-channel multitasking like listening to articles while working out. Yeah, it is just definitely something that I also try to do. Like actually using my time, I guess. You know, when I'm working out, I'm also going to do something different besides that, you know, because... I can, you know, and this is actually also one of the benefits of this podcast, you know, podcast and also of this YouTube channel, you know, and also just in, just about the content that I'm producing because you're able to listen to it, you know, and it is just a really, really efficient way to just consume things for some people, you know, some people do not like it and some people really love it and it, you should just really be doing what is working best for you. You should really be doing that. But I gotta also have to say that to actually minimize the amount of time you, you might be spending on apps that are really like distracting you from the actual work that you should be doing. Making it really tough for yourself to get access to them is just one of the only things that just really helps. You know, of course you can do something else, but it's just a really easy but still working move and thing you could be doing because if there's just a lot of effort, you know, if there's just a lot of traction actually also now in a kind of different meaning... If there's a lot of traction between you and the apps, you're not going to use them very frequently, you know, which means, for example, as he also points out, if you're just moving a lot of apps, you know, you're probably having a lot of apps on your phone, which are also able or available on, uh, on the web or just on the computer or whatnot, then it is definitely, definitely, definitely a good thing to do when just move them to your head, to your desktop, because I, I kind of have to say, like, at least this is how I'm feeling about these things, you know. But uh, most often, if there's if there's an app, you know, it is probably optimized for mobile use, you know, and it's really not optimized for desktop use, you know. And I, I do not even say that you should doing this with apps that you're using just for work and constantly and they're just really important for you. But if they're really bothering you, you know, if you're just spending a lot of time on them, then there's going to be just a lot of effort to access them on your computer and use them on your computer, you know, because they're not optimized for desktop usage. First of all, you know, this is just one part of actually making it really hard for yourself to, to get access to them and or just to use them because it really is not a big pleasure, you know, to, to use Instagram on your fucking desktop, in your browser. It really is not a good thing, you know, because it is optimized for your fucking mobile phone. And it's going to be the exact same thing for a lot of different things, you know. Actually, a lot of things. Facebook, Facebook is actually not the case, you know, because first of all, I guess it was made for desktop, but I'm not quite sure. And then it got just a mobile app, but I don't know, but I don't know. So one of the things actually is making it 
just or creating a barrier of effort between you and the thing that is distracting you. This is just the bottom line. And there's also going to be just some other things, some other barriers actually as well, <coughs> that you could be using to prevent you from doing things. And I even think that it is maybe going to be the next thing. The next and even last thing, unfortunately. Part four, prevent distraction with pacts. Pre-commitments keep you from feeling distracted by removing a future choice. However, they should only be used after the other three indistractable strategies have already been implied or applied. There are three kinds of pre-commitment you can use to keep yourself on track. The effort pact, which at my point of view is basically somehow one of the things that's, that could be, you know, could be part, uh, part of part three or point three. So just the upper thing that we just been talking about. The second thing is price pacts and the third thing is identity pacts. An effort pact prevents distraction by making unwanted behaviors difficult to do. So basically what I was just been talking about. For example, using a Chrome extension like stay focused to block websites like Facebook and Reddit. So stay focused. You know, maybe you're going to use it. Maybe I'm even going to use it because sometimes I'm actually distracting myself with uh, actually watching YouTube and or just I don't know, checking stats and checking analytics and all those things that are actually not really important, you know. I'm, I'm doing that because of reasons, I don't know. A price pact adds a cost to adding distraction or to getting distracted. However, you need to be aware of the following three pitfalls. First one is price pacts aren't good at, a, good, aren't good at changing with external triggers, you know, because you can't, can't escape, escape, I'm sorry, for example, nail biting. And or eating your nails. Well, eating your nails might be something different, but, but yeah. <laughs> the second one is price pacts should only be used for short tasks. And the third one is entering a price pact is scary. Yeah, it might be pretty scary, you know, and it might also not be, it might also not be working. I gotta have to say, because in the end, it's just going to be something that you are doing with yourself. You know, it's going to be just some sort of a contract that you have been just signing with yourself and for yourself, you know, which in the end is like, okay, you just do not have to pay it. If you're just not really kind of serious about whatever you're trying to do or whatever you're going to, whatever you're trying to get rid of or whatever it might be. So uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work, but something that I'm just thinking about, what is then point three about? So point three is about hack back external triggers. Hmm. I don't know, as I said, it is really complicated. It's really, really complicated. And it, unfortunately, oh, the identity pact. An identity pact is a pre-commitment to self, to a self-image. Which, and I've been thinking about something. And I thought about like things like, okay, um, you want to be a strong person. Therefore, you're not going to just do X, Y, and Z. For example, you know, at least this is what I've been thinking about. I don't even know if this is actually what's uh, near or evil near, it's not evil, but it's eyal near, I hope I'm really bad at this, near eyal, near eyal or eyal near, and um, I don't know if he just thinks about it, but it, it could actually work, you know, but it's really not a good one, and it just, it just really shows again that part four, so the last one, so the last kind of line of defense, quote unquote, is uh, really like just the last line of defense. Like it's the really last thing that you should be doing and everything should be working with those three above, which would be hack back external triggers, 
then make time for traction. And um, the first thing was, which we went through yesterday, master internal triggers. And master internal triggers was more, yeah, more like about just really figuring out yourself and knowing yourself, you know, knowing why you're doing certain things and, and why you're doing certain things on a certain point of time, you know, figuring out your triggers, basically, which is definitely something that's pretty important. But unfortunately, I really don't know what part three is about. So hack back external triggers. So if you know, it would really be amazing. You know, if you hit me up on Instagram, you know, maybe you've actually read the book. It is a relatively new one, I gotta have to say, but maybe you have done that. Um, or just write something down in the uh, in the comments. I'm also gonna read that, definitely. You know, I'm definitely gonna see that whether you're writing me on just Instagram or wherever, I'm gonna see that. Recommended reading, or further reading, James Clear discusses the importance of identity and behavior change in his book, Atomic Habits, again. Recommended reading. If you like Indistractable, you might also like Atomic Habits. Deep Work, Rules for, for Focused Success in the Distracted World by Carl Newport. And Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. And uh, the last one, and actually the, the, two, the two ones, Deep Work and Decisive, I've both been featuring it on the podcast as well. You might be able to find that. It is actually relatively difficult to find those episodes, those relatively old episodes. But you might be able to just, yeah, to do that. But yeah, should we actually go through a Quora question? You know, maybe there's going to be a pretty short one just because I see that I'm having quite some time left. You know, which is amazing, which really is amazing. And it's even been just a pretty good episode, I gotta have to say. You know, even though I sound like something, um, it's just been a relatively good one. Um, so let's actually let you have a look. Can I please do that? Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. So there you have them. Actually, a little bit bigger, not even that bad. Um, so the first one, so these are just actually some questions that are moving, you know, and or they're gonna be different for each day, I guess at least. The first one is, is self-discipline very, very important or very powerful? Yeah, it definitely is, it definitely is. You know, I kind of believe that um, if there is no motivation, self-discipline is going to kick in. Or discipline. I don't know where self-discipline is coming from, but I just would rather talk about discipline. Um, but I got to say, like, if there is no motivation, there's just going to be discipline. Hopefully, at least. Hopefully. Um, yeah. The second one is, why are good habits important? You know, because if you're only having bad habits, you're not going to be successful and or happy. You know, if you're really kind of... Like, I don't know, I think good habits has, has have also something to do with feeling good about your, about your life and about yourself, essentially. And if you're having only just bad habits or the bad habits, which... The thing is, if you notice that you're having bad and good habits, then of course those bad habits, habits are not going to be very good for you. Or they're not going to make you happy, you know, rather than just the good habits. You know, they're definitely going to make you happy and they're definitely going to be just pretty good for you. You're going to have to... Use some sort of a. I'm sorry, but um, they're definitely important, you know, because I don't really, I don't really think that you're gonna feel good if you know that you're having bad habits, because most often it's gonna be like, okay, you might be having a bad habit of just always eating too much, you know, and after you've eaten too much, you're probably gonna be like, wow, today I've again eaten too much, 
You know, just imagine it. You know, you're sitting on your kitchen table, you're eating something, and it's just really huge mountain or hill of rice. You know, let's talk about rice. Then um, after you've eaten it, you're maybe gonna feel bad about it. You know, you're maybe gonna be like, well, I've eaten so much rice today. You know, it's it's really not that good. I shouldn't have done that. You know, it is a bad habit. Maybe you're gonna feel that way. Maybe. Who knows? And the last one is, as a graphic designer, how could you define a concept? I would say a concept is is kind of a is is kind of a hmm, sketch. It's kind of a sketch for the final painting that you're gonna make. It's it's just it basically describes how you're gonna do the project and how you're gonna make it look and. But I, but I don't really think that it is just only about how it's gonna look, but also how, um, why you did certain things, you know, why you did use this font, why you did just do it like this and do it like that and whatnot. So, I think this is just a concept, even though there might be just a completely different definition of it. You know, I don't know, I really don't know. This is something that I just been assuming. But yeah, um, this is gonna actually be the, be it with the episode, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. You know, it's just amazing. Really, it's just amazing. And yeah, I wish you the best health, happiness, and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself that you're going to be remembered. You know, which basically means your legacy, because we can stimulate that by being nice, for example. But the thing is, no matter how nice you are, no matter how generous you are, there's still going to be somebody, potentially, that is not really into you, and that dislikes you, or even hates you. And something else, some three questions that I hope that you're going to ask yourself are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most. And I really hope that those three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, you know, because who knows. So if you've liked this podcast and if you've liked the YouTube video, it would really mean a lot to me if you subscribe to me on the YouTube channel and or on the podcast. You know, it would really mean the world to me. And also rate it, you know, rate it with a thumbs down if you haven't liked it. But please tell me what you haven't liked. And just give me a thumbs up and or just a rating with stars on whatever platform you are if you're listening to the podcast, if you want to. I would appreciate it, totally. And I'm, I'm going to see you hopefully the next time. Hopefully, really hopefully. I'm going to see you. Just really stay cool. Have a nice life. Have a nice day. I see you. Wish you, I really wish you the best. Thanks.